Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mopat, and J.P. Plant with you here. And look at us, man. We got new microphones. You guys can't see them. We got new microphones in the house. <laughs> thanks to, uh, to J.P. So, sounding great today. Not that we didn't sound great before, but sounding even better. Technologically speaking, we sound even better. Yeah, there's that. Oh, what? JP yeah, it's, o- rel- it's JP relative. O- yeah, it yeah. Is. No, no, you're accurate. You guys do sound really good. You always sound good. JP over here putting lipstick on a pig. That's basically. that's all he's doing. That's okay. I'm a, a professional makeup artist. There we go. <laughs> all right. Professional media makeup artist. Yes. We need all the makeup you can give us. <laughs> Powder my forehead. Uh, I'll tell you who does not need any makeup to sound good, and that is mm. Associated Press. Sports editor for the state of Tennessee, Teresa Walker. Teresa, how art thou? Uh, oh, who this is this? Former intern, too. Whoa! Oh, no. The man, the myth, the legend. Lawson. Oh, he lives. Speaking of, he lives. Something. Decided to crash the show for once. Wow. Well, how I y'all mean, guys? How y'all doing? How are we doing? How are you doing, Mr. Finish my internship? Get my paperwork and never be heard or seen again. Yeah. Ain't that something? Yeah. yeah. I've been very busy here at Trevecca. <clears throat> it's been very busy balancing all the sports we got going on, mm. but it's finally starting to calm down with just baseball and softball going on. Hey, um, I tell you what, Austin Selby would not be happy to hear you say things are starting to calm down with just baseball and softball going on. <laughs> In fact, I think I'll tell I him you the said workload. that. Uh, his no, workload. hey, That's our, our baseball team is amazing. Uh, uh, yeah, so we're we're familiar with is always. Fun. We're familiar with your baseball team. It sounds like you need to get familiar with your track and field team, though. Oh, track and field is not one of the things that I have to deal with. I was about to say, oh, it may not okay. be one of his sports. Okay. okay, all right, cool. I'll give you yeah. that. All right, all right. Well, um, how are you feeling about the Preds, man? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> we were doing great, and now we're starting to slide. And it's just, They need to figure it out before the end of the season, playoffs start, if they can actually make the playoffs. There's that. So. They're pretty good. Aren't they pretty good for the playoffs, though, Lawson? Seriously? I mean, we may not like the way they're playing right now, and um, losses to teams like Buffalo certainly don't help you feel any better, but... I don't know that they're... Yeah. I mean, they're... they're I don't know that they're eight. a lot. Are they at eight? Yeah. I mean, in, tied, in a, for, tied for the last the spot last, with okay. Vegas. Okay, so maybe they're not so good for the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll see is what it is. All right. Yeah. All right. Lawson, well, good to hear from you, man. Don't be a stranger. Yeah, too late. I'm, I'm trying not to be. It's just been really uh, busy. Wah, but wah. I will try and contact he, y'all a bit more. You can always call. You can yeah, always just call but, uh, JP, and we'll we'll throw you on the air. Yep. <laughs> you 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 need no sounds invitation. Good. All right. That's a, hey. That sounds good. But I'll I'll let you have your uh, regularly scheduled guest here. <laughs> Thank that, you. That would be great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Lawson Smith. Inter- intern two. Former intern two, Lawson Smith, there on the phone line. But we do now get Teresa Walker. As, which as is, we were saying before, we were so rudely interrupted. 
<laughs> I don't know if we were rudely exactly right. <laughs> yeah. How, how did you allow that to happen, Mom? <laughs> well, he just missed you guys and wanted to, you know, uh, you know, crash the party, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been trying to quiet that child down since he was born, and I, I really re- regularly fail at it. <laughs> It's like somebody told me once you spend the first two years trying to get them to walk and talk and the rest of their childhood and adulthood trying to get them to sit, sit down and, and shut, shut up. up. Yeah, so um, it is what it is. Teresa Walker, as Chris mentioned, um, Associated Press Sports Editor for the state of Tennessee with us here on Main Street Sports today following that brief interlude. <laughs> and as Lawson alluded and kind of corrected me, Teresa, Big hockey game tonight at Bridgestone as the Minnesota Wild comes into town and the Preds needing to do some work to try to secure a postseason berth. Uh, absolutely. I mean, think about this. We, it, I, I've, we've gone from thinking, oh, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. Maybe they get to the number third spot in the uh, West, in the Central Division in the West. And right now they are tied with the Vegas uh, Golden Knights with 82 points. Yes, the, uh, the Predators are sitting in that first wildcard spot because they do have three games in hand on the Golden Knights, but you've got, you know, they're tied in the same amount of games with Dallas, who's got 81 points on the outside looking in. And then, you know, let's face it, the top three in the uh, Central, Colorado, Minnesota. Uh, you know, Minnesota, I think, has won four straight. You know, since they've gotten Mark Andre Fleury, and you know he's been really nice for them in net. And St. Louis, they they've widened the gap. You know, the Predators are six points back of St. Louis. Uh, you know, and and yes, now the Predators have a game in hand. But you know, right now, uh, I, I saw some quotes from yesterday that the playoffs starts now for them. It it does because they have to kick it into gear if they want to make sure and get into the postseason. So. I'm very curious to see what how things go for this franchise because, you know, it, it, we've had so much talk about, you know, uh, Tanner Janot for the Calder, Roman Yossi for Norris and possibly the Hart. Uh, UC Soros has had a great season. Uh, the, the, the goal records that, you know, Forsberg and DeShane seem to be passing back and forth almost nightly, sometimes by the period. And yet here we are with them hanging on by the skin of their teeth. So it's going to be very interesting to see you know, what kind of, you know, getting into the playoffs matters. But guess what? You don't want to be in the second wild card. Why? Hmm. Who wants to play Colorado in the first round? I'm just saying. So, you know, the better position you can put yourself going into the postseason is just, it's the way they need to try to go. Guys, they need to stop giving up so many goals in the first period. And they've got to stay out of the box and, and, and clean up some of those issues because, you know, I've been talking for a long time about how those are the things that can cost them in the playoffs. Well, if they don't get thing, you know, snap out of it, then they're going to be, you know, these are going to be the things that keep them out of the playoffs. So, you know, the pressure is on. And Teresa, as you talk about those individual awards, the Calder and that type thing, those awards typically don't go to players on non-playoff teams. No. Um, and, and that's the thing. So, you know, as great as this season has been, if you want, you know, if the, if the Predators want to, you know, get the due that they deserve for the seasons that some of these folks have had, I mean, you know, let's face it, you know, Roman Yossi, uh, if he gets things snapped back together, he could easily be putting together the best scoring season by a defenseman, 
uh, since 91-92 and Brian Leach, a guy who's in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, if he can get to 100 points this season, and there's still plenty of games for that to happen, uh, nearly a month's worth, but they've got to, you know, you're not going to get attention for these unless you are, uh, you know, on a winning team. You know, sorry, half the league makes the, makes the playoffs. If you can't make the playoffs, uh, there's plenty of teams ahead of you. And, you know, for, for the folks who want to give an edge to Kale McCarr and some of these other guys, that, that would easily be the thing. It's like, well, he didn't get his team in the playoffs, so how good could he be? So that's exactly the kind of thing that'll go against him and Tanner Janot, you name it, if they don't snap out of it. Teresa, as you talk about Yossi and Duchesne and Forsberg and Johansson and Janot and all of these, all of these great statistics and all of these, you know, great players, what is the problem? Why can they not win hockey games, especially against teams like Buffalo? Well, I've heard the theory that, you know, they've been hitting teams at the wrong time. You know, Buffalo, you know, it was a big night. It was their first sellout in a couple of years. They were honoring announcer Rick Jenneret, who'd been, you know, their announcer, their voice for five decades. And, you know, so people, you know, they, they didn't want to let Rick down. I mean, it'd be like if, you know, whenever that time, oh, shoot, in a next weekend, they're going to be honoring Terry Crisp here. And, you know, but for his tenure, because this is his last season, you know, working as one of the voices of the Predators. And, you know, you think that, you know, Smashville is going to be up for that night, that the players will be up? Absolutely. They want to go out and win for Christy, or they will. Uh, that was the same way for Buffalo. And, you know, it, it's just one of those things. And, you know, sometimes that's, you know, this team still has enough experience. You'd like to think, guys, hey, we're going to have to come out here. We're going to have to defend. We're going to have to play well in front of stars because these guys are going to be juiced didn't turn out that way though did it so you know that's the challenge of finding that combination and coming out ready to play and ready to take care of some business there you go that's that answers my question i was just it's it's just frustrating because you know matt duchene's having by far the best season he's had since he's been in nashville that's there's no question about that, and maybe his best season in the last five or six. And then Forsberg obviously is Philip Forsberg, so it, it's just frustrating to to see good players, our stars, being stars, and nobody else kind of filling those gaps. And or your stars being stars and really having nothing to show for it, right? Yeah. So it, it's it's unfortunate. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, all these stats mean nothing if they don't get into the postseason. It's that simple. Yeah, no question. Um, bef- uh, Anyone remember two thousand nine? Yep. Sorry, Chris Johnson ran for over two thousand yards. Was you know <laughs> worked his way into NFL history, but that was an eight and eight season. So you know, it's like, ooh, that's great. You know, CJ two K didn't make the playoffs. That's what the the Predators are facing here if they don't get things uh, into gear. Remember. Hockey and football are team sports, and they don't give out championship trophies for individual awards, unfortunately. Typically, no. So, no. Teresa Walker of the Associated Press with us here on Main Street Sports today. Um, back from vacation, Teresa Walker. Um, hey, I had to squeeze it in. Well, it, it certainly looked as if you did. You, um, you look I like did. You, it looked like you had a great time, and I'm I'm happy for you. Um, but we would be remiss if we did not um, get you to kind of catch us up on your thoughts regarding the Titans 
potential new facility, I guess. New new home yes, of the Titans. Trust me, I, I, t- I took a call from uh, from uh, somebody with some information last Monday while I was walking on the old Seven Mile Bridge down in uh, the Keys next to Marathon on this whole situation, and it's it's interesting how it's come together quickly, right? You know, for people who haven't been paying attention. You know, back in 2019, around the NFL draft, when it was in Nashville, started hearing talk about how, you know, we we heard Miss Amy Adams Trunk say she didn't want a, uh, a roof, uh, so the talk was a, a, a hard rock cafe style, you know, where they put a roof over the the seats and you know, kind of do it, you know, upgrade it, modernize it, and then you know, they got the information. It's like, oh yeah, this was done so much on the cheap with prefab concrete that it's going to cost double to do what we want to do here. And then that's when the conversation quickly switched to, you know, looking at, you know, kicking the tires and trying to figure out what a new stadium would cost, what it could look like. And to get all the numbers that we got last week, you know, the, the governor putting in a $500 million uh, line item into his proposed budget, which, of course, had would have to be approved, uh, but it would go for an enclosed stadium. And then uh, the Speaker of the House, Cameron Sexton let let it out on a radio show on Friday that uh, the the Adams family was liquidating some things so that they could be prepared to put seven hundred million dollars into this project themselves. You know, there and and I know there's a lot of people that don't like taxes and don't like the idea of you know taxpayer money being used for anything uh, private. But you know, the fact of the matter is. 700 plus 500, that gets you to the 1.2. We're still waiting to see what it is that comes from, you know, Metro. But, uh, and the you NFL know, this, this is looking like exactly. So, you know, this, this is coming together. What I, what I, what I understand is that the Titans would like to have, uh, drawings and plans by this fall. Uh, you know, the target has been to try to get a new stadium. If they, that's the way they're going. And it's sure, I mean, they're on, it seems like the car is on that highway, right? Uh, to have that stadium open by the the 26 NFL season, so you know th- there's a lot of planning and stuff that can go forward on the stadium and work on the financial side, lining all those things up that can go on together at the same time. But uh, you know, retractable roof. You know, I have to admit, I I, I would lean toward the retractable uh, mm-hmm. because again, you could you know there's there are some days in this in this town where it's just absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Shoot, we've had gorgeous days in February. So if you can open that up and use it, uh, you know, but, but let's stay tuned. And, and for people that are wondering why don't the, why doesn't Amy Adams Trump put in more money? Well, they paid, the family paid for the, in, the enlargement of the practice facility where they nearly doubled the size of that building. Uh, so she paid for that. It wasn't a matter of, you know, asking Metro Nashville or the state for extra money. They went into their own pocket and paid that. I have not seen a number for what that costs, but it's not inconsequential. So, you know, that's the building that takes care of the team, you know, during the week, during the, the, the season, through the, throughout the entire year. And so, you know, there's been a lot of funds poured into this franchise by Amy Adams Strong, not just in facility, but also hiring people. You know, you shoot a passing game coordinator in Tim Kelly, a senior assi- a defensive assistant in Jim Schwartz. And then there's so many people behind the scenes, you know, social media, you know, the website, you know, all sorts of things that they've added to that organization. So she, she's put in some money. Uh, she's not like her dad. Well, 
you know, Bud Adams, I heard stories about the facility in Houston that, you know, there was no money spent on it. So there's a huge difference between the father in this case and, and his daughter. A lot of folks also forget that Nissan Stadium is not exclusively used for the Tennessee Titans. So the Metro Nashville and the state does benefit from a stadium being used and would certainly benefit from an enclosed stadium for. Got a question. Sure. And I've not probably read everything that's been available to me to read on this subject, but Teresa, has there been any mention of how an enclosed stadium affects Tennessee State University football? No, and that not that I have seen, Mo. But uh, the one thing, and you know, in my encounters with uh, you know Mickey Allen and Eddie George over at, at TSU, is you know there. Oh, I think wow. there's an awful lot of interest in getting a campus site. Yeah, getting back on campus. Uh, they tweeted out yesterday a survey. It's like you know, should we maybe go to artificial turf inside Hale Stadium? So uh, you know, that's going to be that. That I'm very curious to see what they're thinking there. I, you know, every instinct and every in, inclination and, and, and information I've been getting, I think TSU wants to be back on state on campus to, you know, build a true home field advantage because, you know, it, it's nice to play in an NFL stadium. It's better when you've got, you know, when it feels like a big crowd. And that's the problem with Nissan. Even if they downsize and it sounds like this new place would maybe be closer to 60,000. Uh, and for reference, the uh, Astrodome that they played in before they came to Nashville was around fifty-eight thousand. So they, you know, they they made a bigger stadium when they came to Nashville. And then the fun thing was that people used to kneeling were like, "Well, why is the end zones open? Why didn't you just turn, you know, close this puppy in?" Well, the NFL prices, you know, those tickets are a little more expensive, and and with the push toward more luxury items inside the stadium, you know, it sounds like they're going to be doing what the shoot what they're doing over in Neyland, taking out seats and. And putting in some that are, you know, nice and comfy and, you know, to, to help bring fans to the stadium itself. So it's going to be, I'm really curious to see how, uh, how this moves forward. But you mentioned the other uses. I mean, fanfare. I mean, no, excuse me. They call it CMA. Sorry, fan fest these fest. days. You know, uh, you know, Garth's going to be there next weekend. I mean, the concerts that they've been getting inside that building over the last, you know, few years, you know, they've been increasing that. Uh, you know, wish I'd seen the stones, but you know, pandemic, uh, yeah, yeah, that still hurts. But you know, that's the thing that it, you, you get a dome stadium, dome, retractable roof, whatever. Uh, then Nashville is suddenly in the conversation for college football, not just the semifinals, but maybe a championship game. And I'm talking football and basketball final four. So, you know, it just opens up Nashville to so many more events. And when those happen, we saw at the NFL draft. There's tens of thousands of people downtown spending lots and lots of money. Teresa Walker of the Associated Press here on Main Street Sports Today. Teresa, thanks for taking some time with us. As always, we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk NCAA hoops and more right after this.